The topics and information discussed in this podcast are no substitute for the advice and guidance you can receive from your own GP or care practitioners. If you have any medical concerns, always seek the advice of your GP or pharmacist. Hello and welcome to the Preventative Healthcare Podcast, the podcast that aims to make you aware of the signs and symptoms of certain healthcare conditions so that you can act. We bring you real-life case studies of people who have the health condition in question so that you can act if you find that you are in a similar situation. Let me introduce you to my friend and fellow pharmacist, Lara. Hello again, Lara. It's good to be back once again with our eighth episode. How are you? (laughs) I'm fine, Karen. Yes, episode eight. Who would have thought I'm good um, and I feel fit and healthy and ready to face the world? Great. Time seems to be flying by once again. I know. It's really quite scary, but that's why it's important to make the most of every single minute that we have. You're so right. And that is exactly what to do today. Make the most of every single minute for our listeners. Exactly. So what is our topic of discussion for today? Well, it's another interesting story and it's a condition that affects a lot of people who don't even realise they have an issue. Our topic today is all about cholesterol. Now tell me, Laura, do you know what your cholesterol level is? (laughs) Embarrassingly, Karen, I don't, but we all should. I know we should really. I don't either. (laughs) There was a study published in The Lancet that said that all young adults from 25 should have their bad cholesterol checked from a young age as early detection can mean less heart attacks and strokes because some people may be predisposed to high cholesterol and not even know. Exactly. As as in this case study and Bernadette's story, she had a history of high cholesterol in her family. And as a result, whether she dieted like crazy or was as fit as a fiddle, her cholesterol was always going to be high, unfortunately. That's right. And we'll find out now how it was only by chance that she actually found out that she had this health condition. Yeah, she was really lucky, actually. You're right. Let's all have a listen now to Bernadette's story. Hi, my name's Bernadette. I'm um, an 80 of a certain age, my late 60s. My husband and I lived by the coast for many years, and then we decided to retire to London. We moved to London because we've got the museums, we have theatre, we have so much to do. One of the things I did when I moved to London was, for me, I joined the WI. I became president of Battersea WI, and I have met some of the most wonderful, interesting people that you could ever wish to meet. We walk, we have book clubs, we have theatre group, we have luncheons, and we have coffee group. So we've become very close and uh, very friendly, actually. Through the lockdown, we've been really supportive of each other. I think it's interesting that women spend their lives either working or bringing up families, and then suddenly when they have a lot of time that's their own, they find it quite hard how to fill it. So when you meet other like-minded people who enjoy, again, the theatre, the the movies, they, they like to go to the parks, to bands outside, they walk... So it's actually really good for you, for your mental well-being, to be around people who have had the same kind of experience of life as you have and are actually starting to live again. 
it's really important to me to remain healthy, to, to know where I was with my health. When we moved to London, we got a new GP. And one of the things they said was, come along and do a well woman test. So I thought that was a good place to start, just to check that I was in the fitness of health that I thought I was. Unfortunately, it came back that my cholesterol was really high. And it made me realize how important it is to constantly, or not constantly, but often, check on your own health. So once I knew that my cholesterol was high, they were very supportive. They sent me to a consultant and we decided that we needed to do something about it. I was reluctant initially to take tablets for it and decided that I'd try and lose some weight because I am a, quite a large lady. So over some months, I changed my diet. I started eating more fish, less red meat, um, walking more. And then the consultant sent me for a scan on my neck. And what that tells him is the blood vessels in your neck. It shows you if they're, if they're furring up or not. And my, mine were starting to fur up. And he decided that having gone back over my family history that this was actually a family trait to have the high cholesterol and that no matter what my size, I would have had this problem anyway. So we decided then that I should go on the statins. Initially, I was horrified that I had to go on the statins because I just thought, oh no, I don't want to be taking statins for the rest of my life and if I take them now, I'll have to take them forever. I think what you forget is that you, I'm a lady in my late 60s, so that's relatively young still. But in my heart, I'm probably only a lady in my 38 years. So the thought of having to take these forever was really horrifying to me. And I wanted to change so many things about my life. Suddenly you are looking at that you could have something happen to you just out of the blue. You could have a heart attack. You could have a stroke. And suddenly you feel vulnerable. And I realized that my mother had very high cholesterol in her later life and was a very poorly lady when she died. Also, as I said, I always thought I was younger than I am and the occasional cigarette used to be here or there. If I would go out with younger friends, I would um, sometimes have a few cigarettes and too much wine. And one of the things the consultant said to me was, you will never smoke a cigarette again in your life because I hadn't realized that cigarettes are actually one of the worst causes of cholesterol and they clog the arteries terribly badly. And it had never occurred to me. I knew about the cancer risks, but it hadn't realized the relationship to, to cholesterol. So I looked at my lifestyle and I cut back on drinking wine. I have never had another cigarette since that day. But what I realized was that the statins would actually help me to get fitter rather than try and fight this on my own, that sometimes you just do need the medical assistance to, to change a fact that is happening to your body. So when I got my diagnosis, I reflected on my life because I was 65 and I became a mother at 38. So my son was very young still. He was in his 20s. I looked forward and thought I was looking forward to him being married, having children. I want to be as fit as I can at that time. And if that means that I take the statins forever, 
great. If it means I don't ever smoke again, that's absolutely fine. If it means I have a couple of glasses of wine a week instead of a couple of bottles, none of it actually matters because at the end of the day, you can actually have a really great lifestyle without having to do the things that actually are detrimental to your life. I really enjoy the support system that's here in London from the lovely ladies I've met through the WI. And we all have the same concerns. We want to be fit and healthy for the rest of our lives. What a lovely lady and a great story. Yeah, I really liked this case study. I thought Bernadette told her story so well and she had such a positive mindset. Mm. What I found interesting was how she was living her life quite happily and it was Mm. only as a result of a routine check that her high cholesterol was detected. Exactly. Again, that preventative approach to health comes through. You're right. Just because you happen to be living life normally, that does not mean that everything is okay. Mm. It's so good that her doctor recommended that she had the well woman checkup, because if this hadn't been the case, then the cholesterol buildup could have led to a heart attack, stroke or worse. It is worth mentioning that her cholesterol is a fatty substance that we do actually need within Mm. our body, but too much can cause a stroke or heart problems. Yes, that's right. You can have what is referred to as good and bad cholesterol, which gives a total cholesterol level. It is the total level that determines whether you have an issue or not. Yes, and we should aim for our total cholesterol to be less than five millimoles per litre. And it's worth noting that if you were on the borderlines of having high cholesterol, in some instances, diet and regular exercise may help. That's true. But in Bernadette's case, as she mentioned, diet and exercise would not have made a difference to her high cholesterol levels and medication was the only way to keep her levels low. Yes, the medication most commonly used would be statins, such as simvastatin or atorvastatin. Bernadette was worried about having this medication, but they are so effective. That's right. The most common side effect to look out for, which there are quite a few, is myopathy, which is another name for muscle pain. If people experience this, their GP would ask them to stop taking the medication and something else would be found. Exactly. As I mentioned, GP, I think it's time to introduce our very own resident GP to give her own thoughts on Lorraine's story. Yeah, that's right. Dr Vidya has been with us from the start on this podcast to talk about our case studies in detail. Dr Vidya is a practising GP as well as being a life coach and an educator. And it's great to have her views on these health topics. So I really, really absolutely love this case. Um, I'm a very holistic practitioner, actually, um, as a GP. um, And obviously, cholesterol is something that we're always talking about uh, with our patients. It's very, very common, uh, whether it's somebody coming in talking about should they start a statin um, or should they check their cholesterol and, you know, just having a bit of an MOT, as I like to call it, of checking checking for cholesterol and diabetes, um, and checking your kidneys and liver. I think doing it once a year is a really good idea without feeling like it's controlling your life. I think it's a good thing because it means you, it allows you to enjoy your life and feel in control because you are taking 
responsibility for your life. It's interesting then to mention reducing red meat. Um, I actually, so I'm of, of Sri Lankan, South Asian descent um, heritage. And uh, we actually used to eat a lot of red meat. And it was interesting because when I became pregnant with my first one was when I really took my health seriously. You know, before that, I'd want to maybe lose weight, to be slimmer, to have a healthy BMI. Uh, But I did all the sort of, you know, chicken soup diets and uh, reduced carbs and all of those things. But when I was pregnant, I really started to think about, well, it's not just about, you know, numbers on the scale and that healthy BMI. It's what's inside you as well isn't it it's about obviously you know I knew that as a doctor but I guess it was I guess it just something I was really aware of when I was pregnant that it really matters what you put into your body because this is creating a life so there is a lot of research now showing that plant-based uh food lifestyle because I do not like the word diet (laughs) just feels a bit negative Uh, but I like the word food lifestyle it's a new lifestyle and it's plant-based and there's a huge spectrum from veganism to having just one plant-based meal a week right and I think it makes a huge difference and I would urge everyone to really give it a go because what you end up doing is not only obviously reducing the red meat and and the meat Um, you are also flooding your system with so many nutrients and antioxidants and it's just beautiful for your for your system all of your cells to receive this night this nutrition Um, I would say the best way to do it is to have a nice green smoothie so I'm always telling my patients and my and my uh, coaching clients to have a nice green smoothie in the morning as your plant-based meal you know for the day even if it even if it is just that tastes great and it's so good for your systems great for basically all of your organs great for your immune system and it does bring the cholesterol down. Um, So I really think when you think about your cholesterol and when you're thinking about overhauling your food lifestyle, really see it as, yeah, number one, this is a new lifestyle. This is a new version of me. I have control here. And this is beautiful that there's so much within my control that I can do. So I can stop smoking. um, I can have a plant-based food lifestyle and I can take back my power. So I would say um, with cholesterol, focus on what you can do about it and keep an open mind, whether it is statins or not statins or however you get to that goal of having a healthy heart through having a healthy cholesterol level. Uh, But ultimately, I would focus really on regular testing. Um, That gives you control, I feel. And the mindset around it is so important to keep a positive mindset. It's bigger than just words, but really that embodying that, that I am healthy, I'm so grateful for my body, I'm grateful for all of my organs. And I would really develop a morning and evening ritual to encompass that meditation work, affirmations, exercise that you love doing that you can do consistently. All of these things make a big difference. But can you see it's a lifestyle? And it really is about taking back your divine power and holding that control within you and focusing on what you can control, which is actually a lot. Um, so absolutely love this this case study. Um, you can feel her energy as well um, with, you know, when you gain back the control, it's very empowering.
Gosh, that was interesting. And I like the way that Dr. Vidya mentioned plant-based foods. They seem to be more and more popular. It could definitely have a positive impact on someone who had high cholesterol and who wants to make a lifestyle change. Yes, I think when it comes to high cholesterol, which is above five millimoles per litre, you must do something about it and your diet is paramount. Yes, and don't forget exercise. You mustn't just set yourself unrealistic targets or or else you'll feel defeated before you even start. And what they're recommending now is 30 minutes five times a week, which is a good start. Yes, that's a great tip. But to be fair, in Bernadette's case, she was predisposed to high cholesterol and so was always going to be on medication. Yeah, so medication, healthy eating and exercise will help to keep her fit and well. And what is good is Bernadette understands this completely. And as Dr. Vidya points out, having a positive attitude and mindset is key. Mm, So true. Bernadette embraces life. You can hear in her voice that she's a positive person and in total control. I think that's great advice for people who have high cholesterol. Can you share with our listeners your three main tips for people who have high cholesterol before we sign off? I most certainly can. I think... The first thing is to look at your eating habits, exercise, obviously, and another one that not so many people, especially you, Karen, wouldn't like to take <laughs> is decreasing alcohol. Oh, no. <laughs> I know. And to stop smoking. Those would be my three main tips. That's great tips, Lara. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, great tips. Thank you so much. I think that's the perfect place to bring this episode to a close. But for now, many thanks to Dr. Vidya and to you for listening to us once again. As always, it would be lovely to receive your feedback and views on topics of discussion you would like us to include. Yes, you can contact us via email at info at thehouseofwellbeing.co.uk or you can pop in and visit us at 200 Relton Road and we're right opposite Hearn Hill Station. We'd love to meet you to have a chat. Until next time. Bye. Bye.